0: the flesh if you try to do it with without humility it will destroy us praise god for his grace he gives us enough warning ahead of time hey deal with it today we've been today you know for the last 4 days we've been dealing with pride humility dealing with it in our hearts being obedient and as we've walked this out this afternoon he began to reveal to us one of the things that's coming one of the things that's that's going to be a part of what's happening is provision, supernatural provision. But you know that if you if you if you're given provision, money, things, and you do it, and you and you have any pride, if you do, if you deal with it at all with pride in your life, it'll destroy you. Money will destroy you. Money is just a tool. But if you if you have pride in your life, money will destroy you. I mean, and if money will destroy you, what do you think about the power of God, the anointing, the 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 miracle working power of God? We we don't mess with this stuff. It's been amazing. I mean, I'm I, literally I can't I can't say it enough. How powerful this day meetings have been because of just being led by the spirit and people sharing as the spirit leads and giving revelation is it's we'll have to figure out how to do it how to do the uh the recording so it makes sense but it was it's just been phenomenal the evening meetings have been wonderful absolutely wonderful and, and they've dovetailed with the day meetings and just you know things that we hear at night we wait a second that's what we're talking about right now it fits praise God. Praise God that when we dedicate life, when we dedicate time, when we dedicate our <laughs> hearts and our our focus to him, we are, we're great, greatly rewarded. Amen? Well, we're going to worship him. Praise the Lord. Welcome. We're going to wor- pray and worship, and then we will continue on. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all that you're doing. We give you, oh, Ricky, where's Ricky? Come on up here real quick. Quick, quick, really fast. I know your feet haven't been healed, but you know, the rest of you, get up here quick. You got to hear this. You got you to hear this. <clears throat> this, is, this is what happened the other night. You said no? Well, humble yourself. <laughs> okay, I don't know who was here the other night, to watch me make a fool of myself. Anyway, but I got prayed for my hearing by Pastor Mo, and I I mean, he touched me, I went flying. I got my hearing back. Today, I shared with Pastor John tonight. Today, we were sitting around the table. I could hear people changing their pages in their bible (laughs) i mean and and yesterday his microphone was too loud for me Praise God, she's still Ricky. You know, I mean, she get she gets healed and she complains. You know, I mean, there she goes. So, I'm teasing you, I, because I can. I can. I'm teasing you because I can. You know, Rick, Ricky. After all of that, let me. just You know how much I love you, Ricky. I love you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we give you glory and honor. Thank you, Lord God, for your love for us, for your mercy, for your your healing power, your your you're just your salvation. thank you for salvation Father. thank you for loving us. Thank you, thank you, thank you Lord God, for all that you're doing for us in Jesus name. Amen. Praise to you, Jesus. Thank you Lord God.
1: Oh great God, God in heaven, creator of the universe, we love you. words always adequate, but it's all we have, Lord God, and we say we love you. We love you, God. Your precious presence here with us tonight, Lord God, we thank you. You are great and mighty. You are the great I am, and yet call us friends. We thank you for your goodness. You know, that that's one of those songs we said, it said the God of every moment. He's the God of every moment. Every single moment. Every breath, every heartbeat. Lying down, you're rising up. He is the God of every moment. And that same glory that fills this room, fills this room. And that's how His glory gets out there. It's not meant to be contained in here, in these four walls. It's meant to fill up in here and take it out there. That's how His glory gets out into the world. We are to take His glory with us. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise you, Jesus. That was good. That was good. Thank you, Katie. It was awesome. Well, welcome. Thanks for coming this evening. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and pray and then we'll get started. But Father, again, we just thank you for your goodness. God, I pray that everything that I say tonight, Lord God, would be your words. I pray that you would anoint my lips, Lord God, and that I I would speak the words, the message that you want your people to hear. Father, anything that isn't of you, I pray, would just fall to the ground, Lord God, and, and everything that is of you, Lord God, would be, would be soaked in, that we would have ears to hear, open hearts to receive everything that you have to say tonight. We bless your name, we thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, tonight, you get the rookie. <coughs> yep, you get the rookie. Been warming up my arm for quite a while Been sitting on the bench watching, learning from some of the best, you know, but uh, it's been a privilege. And I guess, well, Brian, you want to play that real quick? get the idea all right well I'm ready okay are you ready all right coach put me in but notice unless notice that unless a team is desperate they don't start it with the rookie (laughs) just saying Thursday night all right anyway open your Bibles up to first Chronicles 4 verse 9 if you would this is probably a pretty familiar passage to many of you. First Chronicles, chapter four, verse nine and ten. This is a story about Jabez. You probably, if we we heard it, I remember years ago. The, the prayer of Jabez went like wildfire. It went viral, like we would say today. It went viral. And uh, um, chapter 4, verse 9 says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Again, now this is familiar, familiar passage to many of us. Um, and, and just a little historical background on this. As I studied this, and this is what God had put on my heart to, to preach, but uh, you know, in studying it up, Jabez is not one of those um, people in the Bible that you hear a ton about. He's mentioned, his, his name is mentioned twice, here and in 1 Chronicles 2.55. is the only other place in the Bible that Jabez is mentioned, and it's not even a person. It says in 1 Chronicles 2.55, it says, And the families of the scribes who dwelt at Jabez were the Terathites the Shemothites and the uh, uh, those other guys. Succothites. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it sounds funny. <laughs> These were the Kenites who came from Hamath, the father of the house of Rechab. Now, this was probably a city that was named after him, named after Jabez. They... they, they, they they say they aren't sure, but they, they think that this was probably a city named after him. It was a city near Bethlehem. Um, and he was pro- he was possibly a scribe, probably a scribe um, in, and a Jewish scribe in his later years. He was a in, likely an influential, well-respected scribe. Um, and because of that, the city was likely named after him. But notice that in Chronicles, if you, go, if, you, if you go up a little bit from where we just read, it's, it's all about genealogy, right? And we, we read about that a lot in the Old Testament. Genealogies, they're very important to the Jewish people. But in the midst of this genealogy, in the midst of this genealogical discourse, the author breaks the pattern of the genealogy to recognize one particular individual. And we might look at him and say, he was ordinary, right? He was mentioned once in the Bible. Pretty ordinary. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, pretty, pretty, we would say pretty famous based on the, the amount of times he's been mentioned. We would, we would see him as, as ordinary, Jabez. Jabez. But apparently God saw him as extraordinary as he took pause to mention him. And it says he was more honorable than his brothers. We don't really know why he was more honorable. We can, we can speculate, and there has been a lot of speculative answers why he was more honorable. Maybe he was of great wealth. Maybe it was because he was an influential leader, a scribe. A position of authority. Maybe he was a, a a man of stature. Now this is interesting. That we've talked about this all week, and I wasn't I wasn't really planning on going this direction, but as I read this and as I studied this, it really stuck out to me that why was he more honorable than his brothers? Well, I would submit that maybe it was because of his humility. It's been a major um, theme of this week, as Pastor John said, humility. Um, It just occurred to me that honor and humility are closely related in God's economy. Honor and humility are closely related. If you look in Proverbs 18.12, And I don't know if, if uh, Dan mentioned this scripture last night, but before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. Pride comes before the fall, right? Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. And if you look at what, the, the verse, what if you look at what verse 10 says, it says, "And Jabez. Called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted him his request. Notice that it doesn't say things like he didn't ask for great wealth. He didn't ask God to make him famous and and well known. And it was not certainly not a selfish request. And you know, oftentimes we we get caught up in, in trying to find that significance in life, right? We want to be important. We want to feel that significance. And that's in our humanness, we have a desire to want to feel valuable. And and have we have we want to feel important and significant, but I would say that the way to truly be great is right here: seek God and pray earnestly. That's what Jabez did. Seek God, and when we call upon His name, what does it say? Well, the Bible says when we call upon His name, we are saved. Right? It's not. And Dan t- touched on this last night. Um, quite a, quite a bit. It just—it's nothing of ourselves. This isn't anything. This isn't anything about any of us. It's not of our—not of ourselves. Um, Matthew ten thirty-two through thirty-three says, "Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny, deny before my Father who is in heaven." It's all about God. It's all about Him. It's seeking God. That's where our greatness is found. That's where our significance is found. That's where our importance is found. It's not of the world. It's not of anything we can do. It's that's where greatness and humility can be found, right? In God. We have a we have a, a natural bent toward pride. We do we, we, we are we our human nature our flesh is prideful we want to go and and be the be the the chief we want to be the boss of everything that's our flesh and we need to stomp that down and to pray earnestly like Jabez did he that was an earnest prayer that was a heartfelt prayer what he said God, bless me indeed that you would enlarge my territory. I can just, I mean, I don't know if you can if you ever imagine it, but I can hear him just praying that and maybe on his knees and just a heartfelt, earnest prayer. In Proverbs 3, chapter 5 through 6, or I'm sorry, chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Is it fair to say that if we don't acknowledge Him, that we trust in Him and acknowledge Him in all our ways, that He may not direct our paths? Somebody's going to direct our paths, but it it likely won't be Him. There's going to be some, somebody's going to be directing our path. Who we listen to. Right, who we submit to, that's, that's where our path is going to be directed. One commentary that I, that I read while I was studying this, I, I thought it was just so good that I want to just repeat it verbatim. It says, when one has a relationship with God, humility precedes honor, riches, and eternal life itself. Humility is a prerequisite to receiving the blessings only God can give. The kind that will prepare and equip us for his service now and in the kingdom to come. If we are not humbled, we will not submit. No submission means no obedience. No obedience, no preparation, no preparation, no honor exaltation, or glory, one would have lived life in vain. If you want that, I'll give it to you later, but I thought that was right on. It's exactly what it's about, right? So because he was honorable, God God honored him by making mention of his heartfelt prayer. It's good to pause to give honor to those who are honorable, Is it not? Mm -hmm. Romans 13.7 says, Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Ordinary people who have done extraordinary extraordinary things through the power of God. It's good to pause and give honor. And I'd like to take a moment just to honor some people this morning, or this, this, this evening. It's not this morning. It's this evening. It's evening. Amen. Pastor Dan and Claudia, yes. I honor you. Mm-hmm. You're honorable. You have done extraordinary things yes. through His power. Honor you. You guys have done amazing things all through Him. Vern and Mary, I honor you guys this morning or this evening. Say this morning. Who cares what time of day it is? I still honor you. (laughs) I honor you guys. You're honorable through His power. Through his leading. Dan and Marta? Where's Dan? Did he did he escape? Dan, get back in here. I'll come back to you. Pastor John and Deb. I honor you guys. You're honorable. You're humble. It's been an honor to serve under you. And you've been an an amazing example to us. So we honor you. I honor you this evening. Through his power, you have done great things. And there's more to come. There's more to come for you guys. There's more to come for you. Dan and Marta, even though Dan's not here, Marta, you can receive it for him. I, I honor you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for following him and for obe- being obedient. We honor you. But take pause to honor. And, you know, I know there's so many more in here this evening that deserve honor, that, that we could pause and honor all of you taking pa- t- coming this evening just to give God some time in your life. So I honor all the rest of you for giving God You're first in being here this evening. It's good to pause and honor those who are honorable. Amen? Amen. Encourage you to, to do that. It's important. If we continue on with verse 10, then as we move through the text, he says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Enlarging our territory means increasing our influence. By the way, the title of my message this morning, or this, I keep saying this morning. My title, the title of my message tonight is Influence and Authority Through Humility. Influence and Authority Through Humility. Enlarging our territory means increasing our influence. As we enlarge our territory, our influence increases in the world. If we turn to Isaiah 54, 1 3, I want to focus on that, scripture, that part of Scripture a little bit. Isaiah 54, verse 1 through 3. It's talking about similar thing. The first one to get their yell. Okay, stand up and read it. I'm just teasing. <laughs> just kidding. All right, I'll read it for you. It says, sing, O barren, you who have not born. Bring forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not "'Labored with child. "'For more are the children of the desolate "'than the children of the married woman,' says the Lord. "'Enlarge the place of your tent, "'and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. "'Do not spare. "'Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. "'For you shall expand to the right and to the left, "'and your descendants will inherit the nations.' And make the desolate cities inhabited. Ricky, do you have that picture up there? The tent was a was in the in the context. If we go back to context again, the tent that they're that they're referring to is a, it was was a Bedouin tent of the Bedouin people. They had tents and they would move about the desert. Uh, I don't know if, if can you get that up there. You're working on it. Maybe not. Okay, well, she'll, while she's getting it up there, the, it was a, it was a picture. Um, it this this was talking about Israel, obviously, and and coming out and and, and, and bearing children, descendants, and enlarging their territory. That Israel would be um, God's chosen people. Was it there in the gone? Ooh,
0: ooh, oh. stay.
1: that's a Bedouin tent that was a that's a small one and there it goes they're on the move (laughs) all right well that's good that's that's part of my message tonight so that'll go right with it so all right the Bedouin tent is a picture it was easily moved it was easily moved (laughs) just like that and back there we go and back the other way, easily moved. Not that easily, but maybe pretty close. And it was easily enlarged by adding skins, lengthening the cords, and putting, putting down stronger pegs. And to me, it's a representation of flexibility and mobility. A representation of flexibility and mobility. And it's important for us to be flexible and ready to move when God says move. Amen. Amen. It's important for us to be ready and flexible to move when God says move.
0: Amen.
1: Are you so rooted and planted where you are at? That God has great difficulty getting you to go where he wants you to go. You might have heard the analogy years ago, or it's been around in uh, uh, the circles, but the analogy of a moving ship versus a parked car. It's easier to steer a moving ship than a parked car. You know, you imagine those big cruise ships or those big... Uh, freighters or those big you know what do they call them the destroyers in the sea it's easier to move one of those things that's moving that's got momentum it's going through the water they can it takes a little while to turn it but it it's try to turn a parked car I'm I'm sure many of us have your car goes out and it's stuck and you don't have any power steering praise God for power steering thank you Jesus modern inventions I love engineers thank you buddy thank you Jason Thank you, soon-to-be son of mine. I mean, no, you're my son now, but I mean, (laughs) soon. Wow. (laughs) If he makes a lot of money, he will be my son. If he doesn't, we'll have to talk. That is my retirement plan right there. (laughs) Just saying being honest <laughs> easier to move move uh, uh, steer a moving ship than a parked car sorry sometimes we get weighed down by stuff don't we stuff just weighs us down you, ever, you, you probably have heard the the, the, um, the explanation of the scripture that It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man enter the the gates of heaven, right? Yeah, I see lots of noddings. I'll repeat it, even though I see lots of head nodding. In 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 the day, in biblical times, the cities were fortified cities. They had fortified cities, and travelers would be going through in the night. And as they came to a city, if they wanted to take refuge, safety, you know, whatever find a place to stay for the night. They came to the city. The gates were all closed. They couldn't get in. The only way they could get in is through this little hole in the wall, and they they, 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 they termed it a, the eye of, of a needle. It looks looked like the eye of a needle. And in order to get through, they had to take all the stuff off the camel. And I think the camel had to walk on its... On its uh, hooves or whatever, whatever, I don't know what kind of joints they have. Knees, on his knees. Get down and then they had to hand all this stuff through. And then the, the person, the traveler, then they had to get down on their knees and walk through. It wasn't easy. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. Now, nothing wrong with being rich. With what, what Pastor John said this morning about Great wealth is coming. Great provision is coming. We can't get weighed down by it. Amen. We can't let it weigh us down. It can't be like all of a sudden, now we're, we're good. We, we're going to just stay where we're at. We're comfortable. You know, we, we're, we're good. Because God's on the move and he wants us to move with him. Amen. And when he says move, we need to be ready to move. We can't be weighed down by all the stuff. You know, before when we moved when we moved down to and I in 1998, the first time we went down there, we had a lot of stuff, even we only been buried a, a, a couple years, and we had collected some stuff. You know what it's like? You collect some stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. You collect some stuff over the years. Even collect a little dust, you know that even weighs you down a little bit. You collect stuff, and we had a lot of stuff and we had been down there. we visited the, the apartments. They weren't big. They were not big. We weren't sure how we were going to fit everything in the truck, let alone our apartment. We didn't know what we were going to do. Well, we had a garage sale, <laughs> and we sold a lot of stuff, didn't we? But it was, it was God was t- was saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking you to move. I'm asking you to go do this, and you're worried about your stuff. Sell it and get the money for it. Don't let it weigh you down.
0: Yeah.
1: So the the vision there, the, the 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 picture that she that God had given Jen was this all this stuff on our shoulders and trying to move and you know and it's like in, in moving several times and it was like you know every time you move the more it gets, right. Every time you move, the more stuff you have. We can't be weighed down by stuff. But it's not just physical stuff either, is it? It's not physical stuff. It's spiritual stuff. It's worldly stuff. It's stuff that it's not. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical, tangible stuff. We get weighed down by other stuff. We get weighed down by pride. Pride weighs us down, and we can't move. It's like moving three. And every time, the more and more prideful we are, the more the heavier it gets, and the more it packs on. The harder it is for us to move. We can't enlarge our tent like that. And there are those conditions. He says to enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your influence. Enlarge the place of your influence. He's saying, enlarge the place of your influence. Beyond the territory where you are now and moving into the territory where He is calling you. Now, sometimes we want to move where we want to move. Not necessarily where He's calling us. But we need to move into the territory where He is calling us using the authority... He has given each of us through Christ Jesus. Pastor Dan and Claudia, they've moved a couple times. Okay, 14. It's more than a couple. 14 times. 17. It's growing by the minute. They've moved many times. But guess what? You've gone where God's called you, right? Right?
0: Amen. Right? Every time.
1: Every time where God has called them through his power, using his authority.
0: Amen.
1: Yes. And if we do that, it will require us to stretch out the curtains of our dwelling. If we go where he's calling us to go and enlarging our place, the, the place of our tent, we're going to have to stretch out our curtains. What does that do? That makes room for others to come and dwell with us. We have room now for others to come in and dwell amongst us. Now, that you could apply that to the church. As a church, we have a sphere of influence and authority. It's within the territory He's called us. Right? So we need to be able to stretch out our tent. And that, I mean, you get the picture. We're, we're doing that here physically, adding on to our building. We will, we're going to have more room for people to come and dwell with us.
0: Amen. Right.
1: Because it's about expanding His kingdom. It's about bringing Him glory. It's about Him. But you could also apply it to your life. You all have influence and authority. born-again believers, you have influence and authority all around you, everywhere you go. The God of every moment is with you everywhere you go. And He has given us influence and authority for those around us. And sometimes we need to be stretched in order to grow. Sometimes our curtains in our lives need to be stretched in order for us to grow and gain a greater level of influence in the lives around, uh, in in those around us. And then it says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs or your stakes. The bigger the tent, the longer the reach. As we expand, the longer our reach will be and the longer the cords are going to be needed it's the cords are what holds the curtains down and in place. It prevents the tent from being greatly affected by external elements. You saw that tent up there. Some of them, if you look at some of the pictures online, some of them are pretty, like pretty posh. I might want to live there. I don't know. They look pretty nice. I was like, wow. If, no, not in, the not in the desert. It's warmer. Drier, but it's warmer. I'll take warm right now. I mean, I don't know. So lengthen the longer cords, and they hold down the curtains, and it prevents us from being greatly affected by elements. And we'll face—guess what? We'll face storms and trials. Oh, here we go. Not this one again. I hate this part. We're gonna face trials and storms. Have you ever faced trials and storms in your time in your 17 moves? (laughs) <laughs> the laugh says it all, right? Things will try to come against us. Just ask Pastor John with the building that's been going on lately. Have, we've, we've had some things come against us. Maybe not anything super evil, but just stuff happens. Stuff's going to come against us. There's going to be trials. They don't, it doesn't have to be inherently evil. It doesn't have to be just from the pit of hell. Sometimes stuff just happens. Some, and those are trials. Ah, those are, yeah, those are just trials. And it, it's, it's annoying. It's like that pesky bug that, you know, you ever, ever go on canoeing through like uh, a thick, like a river that has thick trees and stuff along the side? You know those annoying horseflies? Those things are annoying. I'm trying to paddle. I don't have time to whack myself on the head to try and get them off of me. So she whacks my head for me, and with the paddle. It's like you got one on your head. There you go. Thank you, honey. Just getting back for all those years. That. Yeah. Anyway. Trials. We're gonna face some trials. We're gonna face some storms. We need to have cords that are gonna hold up against that. Amen. That's right. John sixteen thirty-three says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Okay. In who? In him. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. He's overcome. He's overcome, so we overcome. Amen. As long as we're in Him, it's you know it's a, it's the a picture that we always give our kids, um, the umbrella picture. Maybe you've seen it. You know, we have the God has an umbrella and He covers us. The minute we step out from underneath that umbrella, we're exposed. We're exposed to those elements. We step underneath, back underneath, we're protected. We're not going to get rained on and wet and and affected by the elements. It's in Him that we're protected. In Him that we can have peace. In Him. We can just go throughout this whole rest of the sermon and just say, In Him, for the next 15, 20 minutes just keep saying in him because that's the that's the key. The cords must be connected to the pegs. Okay? The head bone is connected to the neck bone. Okay, sorry. I won't, I won't go that way. I'm sorry. I just couldn't, couldn't resist. Things are connected. They have to be connected. The cords have to be connected to the, to the pegs or that the cords do no good, right? Without the pegs, the tent would not stay grounded. We need to be grounded. Deeply connected to God. Grounded in Him. Deeply connected to Him. We've heard this week, the places that we're going is going to require... So much more connection to Him. We're going to have to be so much more deeply connected to Him. You ever heard the the, the um, what's the thing that they uh, when the letter each letter means something? What is it called again? Acronym. acronym. Thank you. Whew, words are hard sometimes. <laughs> frog. You ever heard the acronym Frog? Fully rely on God. He's got to be the God of every moment. You know, there might have been times when we could we could get by with, "Mm, yeah, maybe not this time, but you know, we not anymore. We don't have that luxury. Where we're headed, where we are headed, as a church, as a as a as a as a bigger organization, as people, as individuals. He's taken, he's taken people in places that you've never seen before, you've never experienced before. Get ready. Put your seatbelt on. Keep your hands inside the ride until the ride comes to a complete stop. I think I see your head too, but I'm not sure. It depends on the ride you're on. But if you go to Valley Fair... But we need to be ready. We need to be deeply connected to him. The bigger the tent, the stronger the pegs need to be. The, the deeper. you know You can have you know, little pegs like this to have a small tent. You know the bigger the tent is. you've seen those, those circus tents. Ever seen those stakes that they have? I mean, those things are like massive, and they're like huge. They need to be big. We need to be driving those deeply into the ground. In Him, and it's uh, it's so that they may be able to support the great weight, which the tent will endure once it's enlarged. It's going to be some weightiness to that. There's going to be, as we enlarge, there's going to be some weight that comes along with that. Think of the tent as it gets bigger, as it gets, as it grows. It needs to have more support, more support, and it needs to have be more deeply driven into the Word of God. Lengthening our cords and strengthening our pegs speaks of faith. If you think of lengthening our cords and strengthening our our pegs, that's really speaking of faith. Faith in God. Faith in Him. If we look at Colossians 2, chapter 2, verse 7. Colossians 2, verse 7. It says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness deeply rooted in him and in his word driven down deeply connected our faith grows strong because of it we we have a strong faith in him when when we're when we're that connected and that deeply rooted so the bigger our tent the stronger our faith will need to be not not the more our faith will need to be. I didn't say the more. I said the stronger our faith will need to be. You know, we hear a lot, oh, you just need more faith. You just need more faith. You just need more faith to heal that, to that foot. We don't need more faith. If, if we lack faith, we ask for it, but it, we, need, we need to be stronger in our faith, and that requires us to be deeply connected to Him and in His Word. That's where our faith comes from. If we're lacking faith, the first thing you should do is go to your word. Go to to the word and read this. It builds your faith. That's where our faith is built. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. If you heard the same story a hundred times, read it a hundred more. Hear it again. Every time I don't know about you, but when I read the word, I can read the same scripture a number of different times and get something totally different out of it every single time. I'm like, how does that work? Is it the same words? That's just weird. It happens though. every time it's like, "Wow, I did. I never noticed that before. That's pretty wild. What was it last night, Dan you said I don't remember what it was. That you... It was so good I don't remember what it was. Um, (Laughter) Said something. You know, you read a scripture. He's like, I never noticed this before, and I read it. I probably read it a million times. It happens, even to the best of us. So, the bigger our tent, the stronger we will need to be in our faith. Ephesians six ten says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong." Here it is again. Ready? Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In Him, in Him, in Him, in Him. The bigger our tent, the more we will need to rely upon him for everything. And here's a part that really stuck out to me. Again, reading through it, it's like, wow, oh, I, I, uh, I never really even like, paused to, to recognize that. But it says, we'll go back here to, to the original text. It says in, in verse 2, in uh, Isaiah 54, verse 2, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Ready? Do not spare. Ever see that? Maybe you did. I didn't really ever notice that before. Do not spare. To me, that says, don't hold back. Do not spare. Don't hold back. Hold back nothing. 2 Corinthians 9 chapter 9 verse 6. We hear this scripture often about, you know, giving, tithing, offering. It says, "But I say this, but but this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Don't hold back. Do not spare gifts, talents, money. It's 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 all inclusive. It's everything. Give everything. Do don't spare on anything. Go without fear, being fearless, right? Do not spare. Go without fear. Matthew 11, verse 12. We heard about this, I think, the other day. Somebody may have prayed this or said this, but Matthew 11, chapter 11, verse 12, says, Jesus said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. That doesn't sound like holding back. That sounds like it's pretty forceful. It sounds like it it's so aggressive. The VeggieTales movie, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. You're so aggressive. It is, it's aggressive. Don't hold back. He says, do not spare. Don't spare. Don't sow sparingly. Don't sow your gifts sparingly. Don't sow your talents sparingly. Don't sow your money sparingly. Because you'll reap sparingly. Sow bountifully. And you will reap bountifully. It's a principle of God. And what does that take? It takes that T word, trust. Right? We need to trust trust. Is this true or not? If it's true, then let's not hold back. In, in his book um, about Jabez, Bruce Wilkinson said, I love this, attempt something large enough that failure is guaranteed unless God steps in. Attempt something large enough that failure is guaranteed unless God steps in. You ready for that? Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to do something so big that you're guaranteed to fail unless God steps in? If God says to, obviously. Yes. God says it. Right? We follow Him. But he's he, seriously, twenty-four churches in ten years? Are you nuts? <laughs> and now you want me to start one in two? Jonah, what is he thinking? <laughs> gone off the deep end. Let's go with them. It'll be fine. I'm already there pretty much over my head at this point. (laughs) (sighs) Jump into the river. Jump into the river. Brian, Mike, Pastor John, Mike, he has something he wants to add to this.
0: Come on in the water, boys. The water's fine. <laughs>
1: uh, and we have a really good lifeguard on duty. Amen. Amen. So you don't have to worry. It's okay. Yeah, Even Peter, he had the best lifeguard of all. Just reached down and grabbed him and put it on him out. He may even had a towel for him. I don't know. But he didn't drown. And he was brave enough to go out on the water. We always talk about Peter, how stupid he was. That's okay. I'll be stupid if that means I get to be with God and doing the things that he's doing. Amen. And moving where he's got us moving. It doesn't make a lot of sense to like quit a really good job and move to Texas and get a Biblical counseling degree from a school in Texas and then come back and not have a job? its not smart. Praise God, He takes care of us. Yes, He's the greatest lifeguard on duty. One last point, and I'll finish with this. The name Jabez in Hebrew means he makes sorrowful. His mother said, in pain, in, in birth he, 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 she was sorrowful. Now, we know names are important, right? We we feel like names are very important. What we name our kids, they're important. Every time I say Kairos' name, I'm prophesying over him. God's timing. Yes. God's timing. God's timing. Apparently, though, his birth like I said, cause a significant amount of pain for his mother, either physically or emotionally, or maybe both. But at the end of his prayer, he asked God to make it so that he would not cause pain. Isn't that interesting? At the end of his prayer, he says, and that I would not cause pain. Are we a pain or a blessing to those around us? Do we stink or smell pleasant? We heard about that this week, a couple times. And to our leaders, to those whom we should honor, God wants to expand our influence under the authority He has given us. But if we stink we're probably operating in pride. And our influence will be diminished and our authority will be despised and ultimately dishonorable. So let's enlarge our tents and let's be humble using our influence our influence and the authority that He's given us to do it in all humility. Amen? Amen. Amen. I would like to close it out. Can we pray? Buddy, Jessica, when we were worshiping, I saw you guys standing up over here. Can you come up and stand up over here? If if you are looking for direction, if you're looking for God to, Katie, would you mind throwing on some good tunes on the keyboard? If you're looking for direction, if you're wondering where does God have me? What's my sphere of influence? Where does he got me? Where where is he what's what's he calling me to do? Where is he where is he asking me to enlarge? Maybe it's just at your place of work. I don't know. That's for you to work out with him. But if you're if you're you know really wondering that and you want that direction, I invite you to come up and get prayed for. And even if you're not, come up and get prayed for anyway. Can you come up and, and pray with me over here? Be with me. We'll stand over here and we'll pray. Jen and I will we'll be over here to pray for you. Whatever you have need of, if there's healing, I believe God wants to heal, can heal, will heal, and is ready to heal. Amen. That's
0: right.
1: Is your heart ready? Are you ready to be healed? He's here. He's, he, the, his, his presence is here. It's been here all day into the evening. So come up and pray and, and get prayer if you if you want healing, if you want direction, if you want to know where he's got you going. Come on up. And get prayed for.